hi, thank you so much for joining me on the Dental Hygiene Basics Podcast. My name is Dana and I am your host. And today I'm going to be doing a know before you go to dental hygiene school recap. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know that I have been reviewing the bones of the cranium. And the reason why I've been re reviewing the bones of the cranium is because it's important for you to know all of the bones of the skull. This will definitely come up your first semester in your head and neck anatomy classes. And it's something foundational that you should have learned in anatomy and physiology, which is a major prereq for dental hygiene school. I like to go over these again because then it just makes it easier when you step into head and neck anatomy, one of the hardest classes in dental hygiene school on day one, you already have some baseline knowledge and it's just going to make your journey easier. So that's why we are going to do a quick recap of what we've covered so far with the cranium. Just as a little refresher, the cranium is also known as the skull. So the skull is the bony part in your head and it protects your brain and it supports the face. And so that's important to know because it's obviously going to be a major component in the way that you look, right? If you have some type of bony defect in your face, then your face will look different. Um, you might have, you know, a swelling on one side, or you might have something different appearing in one way or another. Like some people have bigger foreheads than other people, and that's just a difference in the size of the frontal bone. So it's just interesting to know what the bones look like underneath all of the skin and muscles and tissue. And so part of the cranium, the skull, it's made up of a bunch of different other bones, okay? So the frontal bone, parietal bones, there's two of the parietal bones, temporal bones, there's also two of these, the occipital bone, the sphenoid, and the ethmoid. So, so far in my review of the cranium on Instagram, we have gone through the frontal bone, the parietal bones, the temporal bones, and I think we will have gotten through the occipital bone as well. We also did a little bit on the maxilla, which is the bone that holds in all of your upper teeth, and the mandible, which is the bone that holds in all of your lower teeth. And those are crucial. You're going to probably say the word maxilla and mandible, gosh, almost every day <laughs> for your hygiene career um, in some variation, like you might say the maxillary teeth referring to the upper teeth, or the mandibular teeth referring to the mandibular teeth and the mandible. So. That's just some examples of ways that it's necessary for us to really and truly understand which bones are present and where they're located. All right, so the frontal bone, just as a review, the frontal bone is the bone that forms the forehead and kind of the upper part of the eye socket. And so whenever we think of frontal, the way I remember it is it's at the front of your head, right? It makes up your forehead basically. And so that's the easiest way for me to remember that the frontal bone is at the front of your face and it covers the front of your brain. Now the temporal bones, these are a set of two bones. There's one on the right side and one on the left side. And these are in the ear area. They house the ear structures. And then we have beyond that, behind it, we have the occipital bone, which forms the back and the base of the skull. So it helps protect the back of the brain. And this contains a big hole called the foramen magnum, and the spinal cord actually passes through the foramen magnum. So foramen actually means hole or passageway. And anytime you see a foramen in your head and neck studies, just know that something typically passes through that. It's a passageway, it's a hole, right? And so in this case, the spinal cord passes through that foramen magnum and attaches to the brain. 
We're going to go later into the sphenoid and the ethmoid bones, but I do want to focus just a little bit more on these actual bones that we've covered up to this point. The last one that I haven't mentioned yet are the parietal bones. So the parietal bones, these are also paired bones. So we have one on the right side of our head and one on the left side of the head. These sit above the temporal bone. So remember the temporal bone is going to be kind of around the ear in the temple area of your head. And then above that are the parietal bones. Paredes, I might not be saying that 100% as good as someone who speaks Spanish, but paredes, I'll try that instead. That actually means walls in Spanish. So when I see the P-A-R of parietal bones, it makes me think of the P-A-R that starts the word paredes. So it's like the walls of the skull. So it's on the side of the skull and it actually goes up and forms kind of the roof of the skull too. And it fuses. So the right parietal bone and the left parietal bone actually connect at the center of the top of your head. And where they connect it's called a suture. So a suture is just where basically where two bones interconnect with each other. So there's this long suture that connects the two parietal bones. And this is actually called the sagittal suture. Sagittal is a really good word to know. You might remember it from anatomy class, but the word sagittal, it's basically referring to splitting the body into right and left sides. So if you just imagine an invisible line that comes down from your forehead in between your nose, splits your mouth into, splits your chest into, you know, to where we have the right side of the body, right arm, right leg, and you have the left arm of the body and left leg. So we have everything split into right and left sides. That is what the word sagittal means to basically dividing the body into right and left sides. So it makes sense that where the two parietal bones fuse at the top of our head, it's the sagittal suture because that line runs directly on top of our head, splitting our head into a right side and a left side. Okay. Now where that per- the parietal bones, they fuse at the top of our head at the sagittal suture, They also fuse with the frontal bone. So the frontal bone, remember, covers your forehead. And so there's a suture there called the coronal suture, and that fuses the frontal bone to the two parietal bones on either side of your head. The word coronal actually means crown. So think of this as where they put a person's crown on if they're royalty. It sits right on top of this suture, okay? So that is the coronal suture. It connects the uh, frontal bone to the two parietal bones. Now the parietal bones also attach in the back. It articulates or fuses with the occipital bone. Now the word occipit actually in Latin translates to the back of your head. So there's no other fancy way to really remember that. One way that helps me is I think occiput your hands on the back of your head and almost like maybe you're going to do the Macarena, you know, you put your hands on the back of your head first. And so you can remember that the occipital bone is at the back of your head, forming the back and base of your skull. And so there's a suture that connects the parietal bones. Remember, those are on the side, making up the top of your head, and then it connects to the occipital bone, and that is called the lambdoid suture. All right, and then our final link that we're gonna connect for now is the temporal bone. So we've talked about the sutures between the frontal, the parietal, and the occipital, but remember we have that temporal uh, bone that is in the area of the ear, and that temporal bone connects to the parietal bone, which are the sides of the skull, and then the occipital bone, which is the back of the skull. The temporal bone and the parietal bone, where they connect, is called the squamous suture. 
So I like to kind of pretend that the the temporal bone looks like a little fish, and that helps me remember that the ridges on top of the fish's back are the squamous, because squama in Latin actually translates to the scale of a fish, if that's helpful at all. And then where the temporal bone connects to the occipital bone, it's called the occipitomastoid suture. And so occipito is referring to the occipital bone at the back of the head. The mastoid is referring to a process that actually sticks off of the temporal bone. It's right behind your ear, so if you place your fingers right behind your ear and kind of move them up and down, you'll feel a thick ridge of bone. That's called the mastoid process. It's a process, and anything that's called a process in anatomy just means it's sticking off of something else, like it's a little projection sticking off. So this is the mastoid process sticking off of the temporal bone. So that's where the occipitomastoid comes from, that suture that connects the temporal bone to the occipital bone, okay? And just a fun fact about the mastoid bone, you can actually get what's called mastoiditis, which is inflammation of the mastoid process. Anytime you see itis on the end of a word, it means inflammation. So mastoiditis is inflammation of the mastoid. Gingivitis is inflammation of the gingiva, which are the gums. So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of start connecting why words are named the way they are. And it just helps you to get a better understanding. And then it's almost like you can decode words when you're taking exams because you'll know what the base words mean. All right. But with the mastoiditis, if you have a really bad earache, it can actually get really swollen and red around the, the back of the ear called the mastoid. So that's just a fun fact for you today. I hope you've learned something new. If you have any questions or none of this makes sense, please reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to help you further with this. And I hope you have a great day. Please follow me on Instagram at Dental Hygiene Basics for more Know Before You Goes. And thank you again for listening. 